Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson at Williamson NFL. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Three games yesterday. I hope everyone enjoyed their Thanksgiving, hopefully with friends and fam. Football, Fred's fam and football. You can't beat those three Fs. Um, here we go. First game, Vikes 30 to take them to 9-2. and two. Lions 23 going to 6-5. and five. Looking like a long shot now for the playoffs and a massive long shot, obviously, to win the division. <sighs> kind of in Lions' typical form. They got outplayed for much of the game. Came back strong. Um, never go away. Stafford was injured in this game. It looks like he avoided disaster. But the whole offense, and this was not Stafford's best game, and you guys know I'm a Stafford fan and an apologist. But this whole offense, against a great defense, a great defense, was Stafford and Marvin Jones, who, like, in the, if you look at the fantasy community, everyone's like, start Golden Tate against those slot receivers, but not Jones against Xavier Rhodes. Jones has been great this year, and he made an unbelievable catch um, against 12 men on the field, if you didn't catch that part. Unbelievable. But he's really been the only, he's the only guy in this game that could do anything. And in a way, I'm not even sure how they got to 23 points. I mean, no running game whatsoever. Again, defense was great. Everson Griffin just had a baby that day. I mean, that was kind of fun. Had a nice game as well. Barr, Kendricks. I mean, they're good at all levels. It's an exceptional defense. Well coached, obviously. But the other side of the ball was is interesting, too. I mean, it was Case Keenum pl- outplayed Stafford in this game. Not that he's a better quarterback than Stafford, but he was really good again. Two touchdowns, 282 yards. Um, most of them to Thielen. You know, we saw Slay on Diggs a high percentage of the time. It looked like just watching on TV on Thanksgiving. I, you know, didn't study every snap. Um, but Thielen, again, blew up. Rudolph with two big plays. They ran the ball well. Highly efficient team. It doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Really, really hard to play against. I think they're a legit contender. And give Keenum a lot of credit. You know, can we stop talking about Teddy Bridgewater, please? I mean, why on earth would you even consider... A change. I would hope that that talk is long, long gone. Second game of the day, Chargers wiped the floor with the Cowboys, and both these teams are five and six. But as shown yesterday, they're not even in the same hemisphere right now. You know, I mean, Rivers is playing really, really well. Keenan Allen's playing really, really well, and they were probably the players of the game in this one. Allen had eleven catches, one hundred and seventy-two. Nice touchdown where he made like five guys miss. They got enough on the ground. I read a stat today that the Chargers, when they target Hunter Henry, and another fantasy note, if you've Hunter Henry, you've probably been very frustrated and up and down with this guy. I mean, there's times he has zero catches, zero targets. Well, they lose all those. If, he, if they target him less than five games, they lose every game. So far, I mean, maybe it's a little fluky. But all the games that they've they've targeted Henry, who's a really good number two quality tight end, they, I think they're they've won all the games that they've targeted them five or more, and they're one in six and, and one in five in all the games that they didn't. Basically, they win when they target them, and they don't. They don't win. I mean, is is really the the crux of that stat. Obviously, very good defense. Chargers here we're talking about. Very underrated secondary. Bosa and Ingram are studs. This is a hard team to play against, and the fan in me hopes that they get in the postseason, and they're catching fire at the right time. 25 points in the first, in this, in the second half, nearly shut out the Cowboys, and the shut, and the Cowboys are on a historic streak of not scoring as we speak. Everyone's to blame Dak. I think that's a little too rough. 
they're not running the ball. Um, you know, the offensive line's been banged up. Martin got hurt in this game, but it's bad. I mean, the Cowboys need to make some adjustments, and they absolutely are not. Um, game number three. The Giants lose 20-10 to to the Redskins. The Giants are now 2-9. and nine. The Redskins are 5-6. and six. Um, Like the Lions, I think they're out of it as well. But this was a, a game that was missing a lot of quality offensive linemen. And it looked that way. <laughs> you know, like the Giants, their only touchdown came on a defensive score. Um, and let's give that defensive credit. I remember how good they were last year. That Tomlinson, as a rookie I haven't talked much about, he's a high-quality dude to put next to Snacks, who's playing great and was fantastic in this game. And the Redskins had no uh, presence on the interior run early in the game. And then they started attacking the edges a little more with a lot more um, success. And P. Ryan ended up with 100 yards. Um, But... You know, Landon Collins is back to playing great. Jenkins looks really good. You know, so the Giants D, maybe the effort wasn't there for a while, but, uh, you know, when it goes to the offseason, I'm keeping all hands on deck for this D. I'm not changing anything on that side of the ball. The offense was very shorthanded, not only with linemen, but receivers. Engram's had drops have been a problem for him this year, and he's had a, he had a couple in this game. But they did nothing. I mean, nothing. I mean, just punt after punt after punt. Terrible. Obviously, the Redskins D deserves some credit. Kerrigan, in particular, was a wrecking machine. I thought Norman had a very easy day and made it look easy. And then Washington's offense wasn't all that pretty either. Like I said, P. Ryan started to get going, especially attacking the perimeter as the game went on. Cousins was fine. Um, real nice day for Crowder, though. And we, we've seen that more and more. I mean, he is back without guys like Reed and Thompson. He's the possession receiver. Josh Doxson did some good things. So there's some things to like about this offense for sure. Uh, Washington wins this one 20-10. All right. Now I pulled up my buddies at my bookie, and we're going to go game by game for the weekend slate. The Browns travel to Cincinnati, and Cleveland is getting eight points. Seems like a big number. I'm taking Cleveland. I'm going to take them to win. Let's not get crazy. But they could. I mean, I'm just thinking low-scoring game. I believe I, I believe in Joe Mixon, but I believe his run blocking might be the worst in the league. Um, I love A.J. Green, of course, but McCourty's a good corner that's going to follow him. That doesn't translate to a ton of points to me for Cincy. I mean, the Browns' run defense is really good. I could see Garrett being disruptive. I mean, they got some guys on that side of the ball. So, the other side's obviously a problem here for Cincy, though. I mean, or for Cleveland. Cincy's got a very good defense that's starting to play better. A guy that's stood out to me of late is Andrew Billings, who I like coming out of school. Uh, He's been a nice clogger in the middle. I don't know that Cleveland will run the ball well. Um, I'm excited to see more of Corey Coleman. I think he could end the season with a flourish and give the fans, you know, in Cleveland some optimism. So I think this is a very low-scoring game, um, 17-13, 13-10, in that, that neighborhood. And if it's going to be that low-scoring of a game, I'll gladly take the eight points if I'm the Browns. Um, the Bengals, meanwhile, I guess I'll pick to win. The Bears are getting an awful lot in Philly, 13 and a half. 
you can expect that. The Eagles are a great team, a one-loss team. How's Trubisky going to keep up with Wentz? I mean, yeah, I mean, I see the writing on the wall here. Don't get me wrong. However, I could also see the Bears' defense keeping this close enough that they can just keep feeding Howard and keep feeding Howard and dumping it to Cohen. Um, I mean, that's optimistic, don't get me wrong, because that Eagles defense is great rushing the passer. The secondary is really coming around in a big way right now. Their run defense is very underrated as well. It's deep. So I don't see the Bears scoring points here, but I could see maybe for the first half, the first three quarters, the Bears D keep this pretty pretty close and at least get Howard his carries, and we know that's like their only formula. But the Eagles, I think, pull away fourth quarter or so. Probably a lot of three and outs in the Bears' future in this game as well. I'll take the Eagles to win. But if you're going to give me 13 and a half, I think Chicago keeps it sort of close. You know, I mean, 24-13 in that neighborhood, Philly wins. Boy, what's with the spreads this week? 16. Miami's getting to go to New England. Wow. I mean, I'm going to pick the Patriots to win. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Brady probably carves these guys up. However, could Sue and Wake and that pass rush make Tom's life difficult? Yeah. I mean, it could. Could... I mean, I'm stretching here. Landry and Parker and Stills, could those guys get away from the Patriots secondary? Maybe. Uh, Do we think the Dolphins are going to do much on the ground? No. Do we think the Patriots are going to do much in terms of pass rush? No. But do they blow their doors off? I mean, they might. I mean, they really struggle against the tight end. Rob Gronkowski's pretty good. Um, They've allowed a lot of big plays. Uh, Brandon Cooks could have an explosion day here. You know if it's they're up by 20 in the fourth quarter, Belichick and Brady aren't going to take it easy. You know, I'm talking about the line here being 16. Ooh, that's a lot of points, though. I'll take the Pats to cover, but I don't feel strong about it. Bills are traveling to Kansas City. Spread there is 8.5, sticking with the theme that there are Potentially a lot of blowouts coming on Sunday. Um, Taylor starting. Okay. McCoy could... I don't like the Chiefs D much. They did assign Revis. That doesn't move the needle for me. I could see McCoy doing well. I could see Clay doing okay. Zay Jones with eight catches for 89 yards. Maybe. You know. <laughs> Taylor extending some plays and doing a few things running for 30 or 40 yards himself. This Bills D, though, doesn't stop the run anymore. This is kind of an interesting one, because the Chiefs O has really fallen apart. Bills D has utterly fallen apart. I have more faith, especially in Kansas City, that the Chiefs get things righted, I would think, with a lot of Kareem Hunt. I mean, a lot of Kareem Hunt. It's amazing the difference in this Bills defense statistically and on film, with and without Darius, and the same is true with the addition in Jacksonville, how big he's been as a run stopper. That's a steal, man. I know he's expensive and the Bills want to dump him, but that's a steal. I think the Chiefs win this one big, although I keep thinking they're going to rebound and they keep not. Uh, I, I misread it. It's 9.5, not 8.5. I'm 
I still think they cover and win by 10, 11, 12-ish. But, uh, I mean, at home, I just I think the Bills are shot. Are the Bucks shot? Buckshot. They're getting 10 to go to Atlanta for a team that's really starting to jive. And Matt Ryan is playing really well. I would think Julio goes insane in this one. I would think Tevin Coleman has a nice day. That Atlanta controls us from the start. I like the way the Falcons' D is playing. I think they could cause some big plays there. Probably see a lot of true font on Evans, which would be a fun matchup. But it isn't great for Evans, who's obviously a huge portion of this this passing attack and this you know the offense overall. Maybe Deshaun Jackson gets behind him for a big play. Maybe Martin gets 85 yards running, something like that. Going to Atlanta, though, and I respect that the Bucks are playing better, and they are a more talented team than their record and what they've shown thus far indicates. But I think they're walking into a buzzsaw at the wrong time. Taking Atlanta to win and to cover the 10. Boy, some of these games aren't real hard to pick. Like I said, there's some big spreads here. I'm actually surprised this one's not bigger. This is the first I looked at spreads, by the way, in case you guys don't know that. On Friday, it's the first time I pull them up because I want to react while I'm on the air to you to the spreads. Carolina goes to the Jets, and the Jets are only only dogs by five and a half. I mean, I know Carolina is not the best team on the road, but they run the ball between McCaffrey, Stewart, Newton. Olsen's coming back. I think you'll see... Benjamin battling with Claiborne. Or not Benjamin, I'm sorry. Funchess battling with Claiborne. And that's a tough deal for Carolina. But Olsen's back. I bet McCaffrey catches 100 million passes. That Jets D line is good. I mean, so that side of the ball, I could see problems for the Panthers, especially on the road. But the other side of the ball, the Jets might score less than 10 points in this game. And I think their offense is better than I gave credit for. But they're not going to get K1 short and company blocked. And Keekley and Davis are going to make a million big plays. I could see the Panthers causing three or four turnovers. That secondary, particularly the corners, Bradbury in particular, are better than you think. And the Jets don't have any weapons. That's a problem. I think the Panthers, I think the Panthers beat them bad. Um, I know it's on the road. If this was in Carolina, I think they'd be like they should be like 12-point favorites. And on the road, yeah, I'll give you five and a half. All right, all right. Titans go to Indy. Sounds like Brissett is going to play. Tennessee's favored by three. Still a Colt, bad Colts defense. Um, could Hilton get free? Could Moncrief get free? Could Doyle present a lot of problems to a not-so-great secondary? Probably. I would think Adoree Jackson will spend a lot of time on Hilton, and he can match up with them from a speed movement standpoint better than most corners, just in terms of athleticism and style of play. Um, but I don't think the Colts rush the passer well. I don't think they stop the run well. Could this be the game we see more Derrick Henry? I would hope so. I'm not his biggest fan, but I'm kind of shot on Murray. And the Colts, I know they're at home but only getting three against the Titans. And Tennessee's not great, but they're a much better team than the Colts are right now. I'll take the Titans to win, and I'll give you three there as well. 
a little drink of water. Seattle goes to San Fran. And I understand that there's a bad taste in people's mouth about Seattle to some degree. They have no running game. Offensive line stinks. Wilson has to do everything. Some of those things are true. Defense ain't what it used to be. Legion of Boom's all banged up. But only to give six and a half against the Niners? I mean, Doug Baldwin might go for 180 and three touchdowns in this game. Wilson might throw for 350 with another 50 yards running. And I just the Niners are overmatched. I mean, just in terms of the Seahawks' D-line ain't what it used to be, but it's better than the Niners blocking. The Legion of Boom ain't what it used to be, but the Niners don't have anything in terms of receivers. Could Hyde have a nice day? Yeah. I mean, that'll be the plan. Feed him as early and often. But do they stay within a touchdown of Seattle, who needs this game now? I don't think. I think Seattle wins this big on the road. Here's the game of the week. Saints travel to the Rams. Rams are home dogs. Interesting. No Woods. So I assume that's going to be Sammy on Lattimore. Um, I heard Greg Cosell talking this week, and I thought it was something I really wanted to mention to you guys because it's been on my mind as well, and he said it better than I would have. Sammy Watkins, to me, all you guys that own him in fantasy hate him right now. I own him in fantasy. I'm not real thrilled with him either. But he looks great. So he's been like the ultimate tease to me. And I didn't phrase it as well as as Greg did when I think it was on the, the Guru podcast or, or, or with Ross, whatever, that Watkins is doing his job. He's getting open. He's threatening defenses deep. He's running past people. He's do, He looks great. But the nature of this offense, and this goes back to the Shanahan's, Kubiak, usually features one big-time receiver, especially with a young quarterback, and that's been Andre Johnson. It's been Brandon Marshall over the years. You know, Remember the year that they, they peppered Garcon with like a million bazillion targets? Well, that's Woods right now because a lot of the things are that side of the field reads. If that's not if your primary guy is not open, you stay on that side of the field, easier on the quarterback. So the quarterback's eyes, as much as we like Goff, he's still a puppy. He's only started, what, 20 games or something. Just aren't going to Sammy that often. Will they in this game? Do, do you feature things a little different without Woods? I'm really interested to see. But he gets Latimer. But Latimer's not 100% either. And the Saints have a pretty good pass rush. But the Rams have a better protection. Could Gurley go off in this game? I could see that. You know, like, when the Rams went to Minnesota, I was thinking, like, okay, this Rams offense is really good, but that's a steep test. Where in this one, I'm looking at it like, this Rams offense is pretty good, but this Saints D is maybe a little overrated, and the Rams are going to show that their defense is really good. The Saints have maybe the best offensive line in the league, but getting Aaron Donald will be t- you know, blocked will be difficult. Uh, I think you'll see Tremaine Johnson on Thomas, a high percentage. I could certainly see the Saints running game presenting all sorts of problems, uh, as always. I love what the Saints are doing. I love the Kamara Ingram thing. I also think they're a little due to lose. On the road, in L.A., I like the Rams. I actually misread this. The Saints are the dog at minus two, and that makes more sense to me. Sorry. I'm picking the Rams to win, and I'll give you two in what should be a fun game. But I think the Rams, O controls the day here. Jags go to Arizona. They're a young team that I don't trust to travel well. But their defense is awesome. 
Um, you won't see Rams. Well, maybe they do move Ramsey around in this one a little bit to end up on Larry. I don't know that you need to. Um, I don't think that Arizona runs the ball well here. I don't, you know, maybe, maybe it's a close, low scoring game as Jacksonville tends to play, of course, and they can give Peterson 25 carries. I just don't know that it'll bear that much fruit where I think it will for Fournette. Uh, two good run defenses though. I think you see Peterson on Lee. Arizona could win this game. The more I think about it, Arizona could win this game. And I don't think they're the better team. But I don't, tra- I don't trust Bortles and a young team to travel well. This feels like 13-12 to me, and I don't know who to pick to win. But I do know that I want the Cardinals plus 5.5 for those reasons. And I'll... T- Let's pick them to win. I haven't done an upset special on Adam Neve on a raft for a while. They're five-point five dogs at home. All respect to the Jags. I don't know that they can go to an okay team, a below-average team, and be considered five-and-a-half-point dogs with their style of play. What receivers are going to do damage for Jacksonville if Peterson takes away Lee? Don't love this matchup for Jacksonville. Give me Arizona to win. Cup of mud. And, of course, to cover. Denver goes to Oakland. These teams are nasty right now. Denver's getting four and a half. First, we're going to see a Paxton Lynch. Simplify the offense. New offensive coordinator. Will they be able to run the ball? Probably more Booker, too, and that's something we've seen. Excited to see him. I do kind of like him, especially as a receiver. I think he's their best option. But, again, I mean, Denver's O is miserable. But Sanders, Thomas, maybe a lot of bubble screens, especially to Demarius. Run after catch stuff with those guys. Deep shot here and there. Raiders don't rush the passer. Their secondary is awful. They don't offer... This is a pretty good matchup for Lynch to step into, even though it's in Oakland. But his receivers are going to have favorable matchups. So I like that situation. And then the other side is the opposite, you know... Cooper and Crabtree aren't going to get free, I don't think, very often. They can, you know, the Raiders are better running team, better offensive line, and Lynch did some good things recently. Can they run on the Broncos? I don't think. I, I still think Denver's run defense is amongst the best in the league. Vaughn versus Mack, who gets more? Yeah, it's probably about a wash. I'm going to pick Denver to win this one too. Upset special, back to back upset special, unprecedented cup of mud. And you're giving me four and a half. I think the Raiders are broke. And you would think just looking at it, Denver going to Oakland, Oakland should smear the floor with them. But the more I talk it through, the less I like the matchup for Oakland. Green Bay, Sunday night, comes to Pittsburgh. This would have been so great if Aaron Rodgers was playing. You know, I mean, two iconic teams that have a ton of Super Bowl trophies, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You know, I mean, everybody knows the, the two best fan bases out there, more or less. No offense, everyone. Maybe I'm a little biased on that one. But the Packers are getting 14 coming here. And uh, I don't know what they do with Antonio Brown. I think they stopped the run pretty well. I think there's some things to like about their defense. But Kenny Clark is out, who's having a tremendous second season. Daniels could cause problems. Their edge guys are so-so, especially with Matthews out, who's overrated. Secondary's young, might not have Juju but I could see Bryant breaking free. I could see Ben having a nice day again, even though I still have questions about him. I just think Brown goes insane back-to-back weeks. 
And the other side of the ball is an utter nightmare for the Packers. You know, I think Devontae Adams could eat a little bit here against some, you know, the Steelers have allowed some big plays. But Hundley doesn't handle pressure well, and the Steelers rush the passer well. Hundley holds the ball too long. I don't think Williams, as their primary runner, does anything. And that's just going to put a lot of stress on Pittsburgh. And then you get you can just almost envision it late Sunday night with a bunch of towels waving and a lot of libations running through their veins. The place gets loud, and everyone knows the Packers can't run, and they're down 10, and Blitzburg's going crazy, and Hundley's getting crushed, and throws a pick six, and Steelers cover. That's what I'm writing. Put that one down. That's how, that's going to happen. Monday night, snooze fest. Houston goes to Baltimore. Ravens are a seven-point favorite. My first thought is Houston's awful, but how can the Ravens be a seven-point favorite over anyone? Will Savage throw them a couple, and will they get some pick sixes or a defensive special teams touchdown? Possibly. They excel in that area. I'd like Savage more than you think, though, and Hopkins will probably get his, although he'll see Jimmy Smith a fair amount. I don't. They don't shadow. Maybe they move Hopkins around more, but generally those two would line up each against each other if you're just kind of playing the chalk there. Uh, I think Fedorowicz could do okay. Maybe they run the ball a little, but this is going to be a very low-scoring game. I mean, unless the Ravens score, again, on defensive special teams once, twice, three times. Um, they don't score points. Flacco's terrible. Um, I know that the Texans' offense is not, their defense isn't what it used to be, but Clowney could cause problems. Their corners are okay. Um, Cross-country road trip. But I'm going to take the Texans to keep this sh- close. Give me Baltimore 17-14, something like that. 17-13. Close game. Not real exciting. Not a lot of your fantasy games hinging on it on Monday night. Hopefully, there are many game players in that game. Uh, but I'll pick Baltimore to win. But they could lose that game. They could lose anyone. Um, low scoring shocks me at their favor by seven over just about anybody. All right, fun stuff. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Spread the word about the podcast and the whole Locked On Network. Over and out. <laughs>